Hello, I'm Rena Grobe, and I'm Madhvi Romani, and this is Misinformed, where we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So, Madhvi, what did you get obsessed with this week? I've been thinking a lot about supermarkets this week. Obviously, with the coronavirus, it's become a focal point for a lot of people. But I've been obsessed with supermarkets ever since I read Don DeLillo's White Noise, where he dedicates just paragraphs and paragraphs to the experience of walking through a supermarket. And I think one of the great things about literature is it makes you see something kind of normal in a new light. One of the ways in which he describes the supermarket is. It's a place that recharges us spiritually. It prepares us. It's a gateway or pathway. Look how bright it is. It's full of psychic data. So what he's talking about basically is the supermarket is a place of psychological interaction where you're constantly being influenced by and reacting to packaging and the way objects are organized and all of this kind of stuff. There's a lot of input and there's a lot of psychology behind this entire space. And you and I actually became friends through our trips to the supermarket. The first time I met you, we went to the supermarket and you bought this tub of liquid marshmallow, which really confused and impressed me at the same time and I was like okay I need to get to know this person better and then on subsequent trips to the supermarket I was seeing this Italian guy I wanted to horrify him by buying pizza pasta which if you haven't heard of that it's a pizza and the topping is pasta and I can tell like I don't know if your blood sugar is low or you can tell if, if I'm being indecisive which means I'm gonna be on my period soon. It's a very interesting psychological space to walk through. And with coronavirus in Wired this week, they had a really interesting article about the music they play in supermarkets. Um, supermarkets have been advised to not play certain songs in order to calm customers down. So the Bee Gees Staying Alive has been flagged as something not to play, as well as Britney Spears' Toxic. The thing that really surprised me in that article was the fact that there are entire companies whose job it is is to make playlists for supermarkets. Because when my parents live in Bavaria, the local grocery store just plays the local radio station. So this idea that you would hire a company to curate a playlist for you is blew my mind. But we kind of noticed the importance of this recently because we were in Kaufland together and this pre-recorded message came on just informing customers that we were in the middle of this pandemic and everything was going to be fine and stocks were, you know, coming soon. Just bear with us. Yeah, it was incredibly calming. Well, I think you said at the time, oh, that's a harsh reality check from Kaufland all of a sudden. And then I was in Reve and a staff member did the same announcement, which was basically, hey, we're just working as hard as we can during this time. Can you please keep your distance and remain calm? But the staff member sounded overworked and kind of stressed and annoyed all the customers. So it came across as really panicky and you could just see everyone going, oh my God. I find Kaufland to be an absolutely fascinating place, kind of a black hole when you're, because there are no windows. There's no sense of time. It could be, you know, Thursday 7 a.m. or Saturday 10 p.m. You have no way of knowing. It's like a casino. Yeah, it kind of is. And with the fluorescent lighting, it reminds me of like Ikea in that way, where all sense of time is gone. Be a zombie apocalypse and you never know. I read a New York article about how Ikea stores are designed. And you know, in the bit where they have all that stuff, that's the only way Mm -hmm. I can describe it, glasses and napkins and curtains. Have you ever noticed that the pathway as you walk down there is slightly slightly curved like in a video game
going. So you have always the sense of anticipation of what's going to be just around the corner and it keeps you kind of going and, and engaged and excited in the process of shopping. But IKEA stores are really well designed because as everyone knows, it's a bit like Disneyland. You're just guided through the space, but you can't make your own decisions. If you ever try to just go to the bedroom section to buy one thing, you can't do it. You don't know how to get there and you don't know how to get out and you think you do and then you try and do these shortcuts but you end up walking in loops and you're stuck. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever gone to Ikea and not bought at least one thing. Which also the same can be said for coffee. I always buy something. True. And supermarkets use exactly the same kind of tricks. So one of my pet peeves has been why are the eggs placed differently in different shops everywhere? Sometimes they're near the flour, sometimes they're just on the end of a shelf, sometimes they're near the dairy products, it makes no sense. And I realised, reading the Wired article, that hiding the eggs is actually a trick the supermarkets play to try and get you to stay in the store or something. It's like how they put cereal packages with cartoons on them, children's eye levels, so that they'll be more likely to, to take them. And so what supermarkets are doing now in the time of corona is the reverse psychologically of what they've been doing all this time. So one of the things they're doing is they make you take a trolley or wait outside for a bit. And the effect of that is you only go in there if you really need something or if you've got like more to buy to reduce the amount of customers in there. Yeah, I definitely, that's happened to me. I saved up all my shopping and then my roommate and I went together. You feel bad about going in just to buy one thing. You need to make the trip worth it. Whereas before, I think I went to the grocery store literally every day for the smallest, stupidest thing. And sometimes because I'm didn't even need anything. Me too. So what you were doing, or what we were all doing before the coronavirus, was we were employing a just-in-time system. And the just-in-time system is what supermarkets employ also in their buying of goods or their stocking of goods, so that they calculate exactly how much they need, and then they order that much in order to reduce kind of waste. It's a way of being most efficient. And mm -hmm. that's why we've seen all of these shortages in toilet paper and flour and yeast and things like that, and all these pictures of empty shelves. It's not because necessarily people are hoarding. Yeah, the analytical firm Cantor World Panel looked at data from a thousand shoppers in mid-March and found that only 3% of the population engaged in full-blown panic buying. So the shortages we're seeing in the supermarkets is not really because of these very few people. It's just that a lot of people have added a few extra items to their shopping baskets because, like you say, you don't want to go into the supermarket as often as you used to. And this has contributed to the shortage. And there was a really interesting article in The Atlantic about how all of our systems, like the NHS in England, was almost uh, to full capacity during last winter's flu, or uh, the way that a lot of public services and companies work is to full efficiency. And to full efficiency like this is good when everything's running perfectly, but there's no slack in it, right? So if something goes wrong, or if there's a slight change, it just puts so much stress on the system that it doesn't really hold anymore. So for example, in England they introduced the extra bedroom tax so if you had like an extra bedroom and you were receiving some sort of form of support you were penalized for that basically but now they're saying well if somebody in your household gets the coronavirus you should be apart as much as possible but nobody has the space anymore to be apart very much I guess you could see that in New York where there's less space in general for more efficiency yeah in this Guardian article called off our trolley what stockpiling the corona crisis reveals about us 
one of the things that they mentioned was that every time that we as consumers read an article telling us not to be selfish and ransack the supermarket, or like every time some government officials is like, please don't panic buy, it actually has the opposite effect. Psychologically, we think, oh my God, they're telling us not to panic buy. That must mean food is running out, so we buy more. So they found that actually rationing in stores is more efficient than telling people not to panic buy. I think here in the Lidl, one of my friends went in and he said there was a sign that said only four packets of pasta per person. And he bought mm-hmm. four packets, therefore. But I think if he just went in otherwise, he might have just bought two packs. But because they yeah. put that sign there, people go, oh, okay, we'll buy four packs. So it's very interesting what supermarkets are doing and changing right now to, to kind of manage us. You would have thought... Exactly. And I wonder how this is going to influence our future buying behaviours, because we've been in this for about a month. So Banger University found that research in behavioural changes has shown that if you repeat a behaviour for between 18 and 254 days, it can lead to long-term habit forming. So we've been in quarantine for longer than 18 days, so these shopping habits are slowly ingrained in us, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So does that mean we're going to then buy a little bit more and have more at home in the future? Does it mean that maybe like a lot of people are ordering online, there's HelloFresh is at capacity, I think Ocado is at capacity. Every single supermarket is almost at capacity for their delivery service. Does it mean that in the future people won't be going to the supermarket and the supermarket will become a kind of defunct place that we no longer visit or interact with and we just do everything online? One of the side effects of the pandemic has been is that a lot of people are taking their business online and finding ways that they can survive in in a time when people can't go outside. So I guess it would make sense that grocery stores not follow the same path but have the same And I think that it's naive to think that we're going to come out of this pandemic the same. So I assume that so much is going to change and obviously grocery stores will change. The way we shop is changing. Yeah, and I think because we're so manipulated in this space, and obviously we can be manipulated in the digital space as well, but in a different way, I wonder if that would just change what products we buy, how we associate products. So one of the other tricks that supermarkets do is like they put strawberries or berries, which is in the fruit section, they just put cream next to it or something. So then you end up buying both of those. But if you just decide on your own, if you just make a list, then you don't have any of those kind of impulse buys. We were talking about this idea of the paradox of choice and how sometimes too much choice is overwhelming and how we're reverting back to this idea with things like Hello Fresh or Blue Apron, where they send you boxes of food where everything's exactly proportioned, but you don't have any choice in what you're making you have to make what they send you I sometimes find it incredibly overwhelming when I go to grocery stores if I just want to buy say black tea and then you have eight different kinds and I'm just like oh my god I don't know I just want one whereas if there are two choices you're like great out of that one like that packaging more or I know that brand it's like you get overwhelmed with choice whereas sort of way that we're consuming food now is like Kind of changing a little bit. Yeah, um, just in case you don't know what the paradox of choice is, is this idea that the more choices you have, the less happy you are with your choice. So if you have 15 black teas to choose from, it's kind of overwhelming. And when you choose the one that you you know, you know go for, you're not as happy with it because you always think, well, there could have been another one that might have been better and I should have gone for that one. So we want choice, but not that much choice. And I'm in East Berlin right now. And during communist times here, there was just the state version of everything there was just one version of everything and then capitalism came along and then we proliferated with choice and people really liked that 
But now, like you say, with HelloFresh and companies like this, we're kind of going back to this socialist model, but it's become luxury instead of basic. It's just a marketing trick. The luxury of going back to what our grandparents had to endure, or at least my grandparents was rationing. We were talking before about how this might forever change our habits, and it did make me think of my grandmother who doesn't like to waste food, who will eat anything you're like. The things they live through is definitely ingrained in her behavior in particular when it comes to food. So it's ridiculous to think that this wouldn't leave a mark on us. Obviously what we're going through is not nearly as traumatic what the older generation went through. A friend of mine who has been buying a lot of stuff said to me, hey, you know, like maybe just pick up an extra few things at the supermarket before anyone else was even thinking it. She told me the other day that she was very influenced as a child when Chernobyl happened. And Mm -hmm. she remembers that her mother bought so much food from the supermarket that it was even stored in the rafters in the attic that, that, that many tins because you didn't know what exactly this disaster held because you know all the crops died and all of this kind of stuff and she was really influenced by that and she's kind of getting an echo of it now or a resonance from that time a friend of mine his grandmother died it was in Bavaria she had lived through the war and after she died they went into her house and they found canned food a lot of canned food but in the cupboards and under the bed because she never lost this fear and yeah it's not the same situation at all but it definitely leaves an impact because we are so used to just going into the supermarket and seeing abundance and never questioning it and feeling very secure in it in the Don DeLillo book it's implied that the supermarket is this place that distracts us from thinking about death and our fear of mortality but then now when you go into the supermarket and you see empty shelves I mean that's not distracting at all that's almost the opposite I think it's even reinforcing it isn't it because everywhere there's like people in masks and people wearing gloves and there's those like tapes on the floor being like here's the two meter mark so it's like death is everywhere and it's, <laughs> and it's impossible to abide by that two meter thing in our supermarkets because they're just not designed they have not been designed for this at all also the way that my mom grocery shops some of that has sort of influenced the way I do it when I take a cart I just put it in a corner go get everything I need and put it in the cart so it's not like I'm using it to create distance that's the exact opposite of what they want right all the supermarket staff is just looking at you and sighing yeah what a disappointment So the, the, this idea that the grocery store landscape is changing with the pandemic. But I also think that it was already changing. There's that article in the Wall Street Journal about how millennials are killing grocery stores. Why would you do that as a millennial? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just out here to like kill every industry. Do you feel personally attacked as a millennial that just this article after article about how millennials are killing this and millennials are destroying that? Yeah, but BuzzFeed did an article where they went through the internet and found all the like 20 most ridiculous things that millennials have apparently killed like golf courses the wine industry like maybe things are just changing it happens with every new generation but the the article makes sense that millennials are we're e-commerce loving i'm like yeah we we exist more digital we live more online and so as the world changes and as the world develops everything is becoming more digital and our need for in-person stores is changing. But I just, like, I, I do generally like going to stores, but I don't think it's bad. Like, I, I don't think you can blame the entire generation for the natural progression of the world. 
Like our lifestyles are so different than that of our parents. We're going to restaurants more. We're using more services like HelloFresh or Blue Apron, or we're making less money. So the way that we shop is different and we're saving money and all these things. So we're just trying to exist within the circumstances that have been given to us. Yes, like the internet. Um, You could say the internet is killing grocery stores, but instead they say millennials are killing grocery stores. It's 100%. The internet. But the internet is just a product of the time. But let's get back to uh, millennials killing the grocery stores. <laughs> Sidetracked. Yeah, so the article, and I couldn't read all of it because you have to pay to read the Wall Street Journal, which I think is stupid. They really think they're that great. But it was saying that people in their 20s and 30s are visiting less frequently than their parents, government records and survey data shows. They're spreading purchases across new options, including online grocery services such as Amazon Fresh, beefed up convenience stores so we're not killing grocery stores the way that we shop is changing so when supermarkets came along and they're largely an american import because in in europe they came about as a result of the marshall plan after the war they were responsible for killing a lot of our traditional smaller stores so the butchers the greengrocers bakeries and there was it's funny because they were described in a lot of countries as being a kind of virus but then in other countries they were really celebrated and every single supermarket or hypermarché that opened was a big event in France and in Italy people used to pull up in their limousines to visit them and they've always been a place of psychological manipulation because then they had to compete against each other and some of them even had couches or seats where the housewives could sit and gossip while they were doing their shopping so they used to be very glamorous on one hand and then on the other hand they were seen as the killer of small businesses so maybe it's not a bad thing anyway no and I think I, I'm a huge fan of the book Modern Love. The actual book is written by Aziz Ansari, but the research in it is done by a sociologist. And in the book, they look at trends in love amongst millennials and young people. And one of the things that they really notice is that millennials are getting married up to 10 years later than the generation before. So we're now all getting married in our early 30s versus mid to early 20s. And so there's this new phase of life that sort of happened. And I think that that's contributing to this concept of, oh, we're killing grocery stores. Because if you get married in your early 20s, you assume what would follow was you would buy a house, you would have children. And so you need to buy more, you need to provide for your family, whereas now if millennials aren't getting married to the early 30s and less millennials are having kids or choosing to have kids later, we need to buy less food. And so trips to the grocery store are becoming infrequent. So services like HelloFresh are becoming more appealing because we're busy, we're working longer, we're you know out with friends. So if I'm only feeding me, if I'm only feeding me and one other person, I'm not going to go to the grocery store as often as someone my age as the generation before did when they have two kids at home and a husband. So services like HelloFresh seem better, or even like online delivery services where, you know, I can adjust it to my schedule or I can just have the few things I need delivered. So I think that this idea that millennials are killing grocery stores isn't taking into consideration the changing world. And I think uh, the dominance of supermarkets in our culture has really been highlighted by the current crisis because yes flour and yeast and toilet paper might be out in supermarkets and then we all panic but smaller stores actually have these or like the 
Turkish stores or like in the UK, people were figuring out what the Polish word for yeast is because they still have yeast in the Polish stores. So we automatically assume that there's a shortage just because the supermarkets don't have these things. But there isn't a shortage. All these other stores have them. It's only due to the just-in-time system that supermarkets have run out and maybe this will reverse the process or the dominance of the supermarkets and we'll go back to maybe smaller or more niche shops and things like that which would be quite nice because it's more diversity yeah i also think that maybe i'd be worried if stores like amazon they're obviously going to come out on top in this pandemic but you know a lot of these grocery store chains and mass companies have a lot of money that own them so if we sort of dethroned them a little bit which we're not going to but after this if we're shopping differently I would kind of welcome that sort of shake up capitalism a bit. Great. On that note, I actually do have to go to the grocery store, so we'll wrap it up. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you like, you can share your internet obsession with us. Tweet us. I am at Madhvi Romani. And I'm at Rina underscore Grobe underscore. You will find links to our Instagrams and Twitters in the show notes, as well as all of the articles or studies we have referenced. Until next time, thank you for listening. Goodbye.